Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Sony Open. And joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Jeez, almost 10.30 Eastern. We're working late here, Rick. Not so bad for you in Vegas. Not so bad for me. A little on the late side for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get a little bit better next week. We'll get to California, mm. and then we'll slowly make our way to the East Coast, and it'll be a bit more bearable, and then we'll be recording these at uh, lunchtime for me. Well, well, I'll be on the call for PGA Tour Live next week. We've got four streams uh, being offered for the first time in the history of live. And so everyone's excited, but I'm going to be on the time. So it's no big stress. And I'll do the late ones. I don't care. Awesome. Absolutely love it. Well, let's jump into round number two because Russell Henley had himself a day, Mark. Backed up his Thursday 62 with a Friday 63 that featured. Not one eagle, but two eagles, one on nine, another on 18, just for good measure. And he is three shots clear of the rest of the field heading into the weekend. Yeah, what a way to book it, bookend each nine holes because both sides finish on a reachable par five and he made threes on both and he hold a bunker shot. And, and, and I'm sitting here and I've been PGA toured as usual. And you would think after I've worked out there for, I don't know, I'm teen years now since 2012, I think it is. And that's just announcing. That's not even the teaching stuff where some guy will say to you, yeah, I'm not so sure about my game. I haven't played very much. The weather's been bad because he, he did. He mentioned to us, he's like, well, it's been so rainy where I live in Columbus, Georgia, that I've practiced some, but I haven't played that much. Lo and behold, you show up at Sony and you just get busy. And and as I was watching him play, he looked typically Russell Henley to me. And, and Russ Henley, I don't know if anyone knows, he was a, a, a just a, a a crack shooter in, uh, in basketball in high school. He was a really good point guard and sort of aim and fire guy. And when he got on a, on a run, he'd just fill it up from all over the place. And he's still that way and he plays golf that way. And when I was watching him play on some of the footage um, this afternoon and some yesterday, it's like go and then do it again and do it again. And there's almost like there's no time to think about what might be. And and that's when Russell's at his best. Um, he plays free. He's, he's, he's uncluttered inside of his mind. And when he gets going like this, he, he goes. And so I wouldn't be at all surprised if he keeps the pedal down over the weekend. Yeah, I think there is something additionally freeing with the comments that that he had made, which is basically like, ah, you know, I'll show up. Who knows what you're going to get out of me? It's just low expectations and go out there to a course that you've won on and just freewheel it. Well, Dennis Paulson, um, uh, one of the announcers for PGA Tour Radio, told a cool story Thursday on their show. Um, I was listening. I was in the car somewhere, and and Dennis said they showed up at Wileye and uh, – and the producer said, Tim, uh, you, they, they'd just got on the air. And Russell was in a group of rookies. 
and Russell had started pretty good. And uh, the producer goes, Dennis, go to Henley. And Dennis is like, who's Henley? You know, because he's a rookie on the tour. <laughs> and he said, so I arrived at Russell Henley, three rookies. I'm like, gee, was, you know, this is going to be a slow Thursday afternoon. And he goes, next thing I'm with him Sunday afternoon. And he's basically cantering to his first PGA Tour win in his first PGA Tour event. And right. so it sort of represents who Russell is because he is he's unafraid when he gets going. Well, a fast start this year as well at YLI. A 125 through two rounds mark. That's the lowest opening 36-hole score on tour since another round or two that you might be familiar with. Justin Thomas opened with a 123 on his way to victory. That's right, at the 2017 Sony Open that featured that round right there, the 59. My 59 golf ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I got to tell you, then when we were there in 17, we had just come from Maui and Justin won there. So he was obviously big on form. Um, and we got to Wailai and it was a little drier. Um, it wasn't anything like it is now. And the ball was rolling through the fairways a little bit. And the rough wasn't as dense, but to me, it made it more dangerous because with a thinner, wispier rough, you had flowers easier. And these greens around Wailai are small. And when they firm up and you're coming in there with a hot approach shot, then it starts to challenge you because the targets are tiny. So it, it was quite a round he put up that uh, Thursday morning and then backed it up with 65, I think it was, and then just shot in the mid-60s for the rest of the event. And it was an eight-stroke win, I think, in the end. Um, and the way Henley's going, I mean, I don't want to preempt because there's a lot of golf left and some mm-hmm. good ones in behind him. Uh, I, I'm going to say it again. When he gets the bit between his teeth and, and he's just aiming and firing like this, there's no there's no holding him back. If if he was a racehorse, the jockey just goes, go, and then we'll end up where we end up. <laughs> there is not only a lot of golf left to be played, but there's a lot of time to sit and wait for Russell Henley. He went out early on Friday morning. We actually caught a glimpse of him on the telecast uh, on his balcony, looking out yeah. onto the golf course, f- feet up, just relaxing. It's a long time to basically wait all Friday afternoon. And then, of course, you're going to have the last tee time on Saturday of basically a full 24 hours. How much does that tend to weigh on some of these guys when you have to enter the weekend with that much time on your hands? He made a great statement to me. Now, now, now to answer your question, yeah, if you haven't been in that place, it weighs on you. And if you've been in that place before, you still find your mind wandering a little bit. So typically, they'll go out and they'll go and find something to do to occupy the mind. But Russell said to me one time, he was like, I'm fine with doing the boring stuff. Hmm. He goes, I can putt for six hours and hit five footers and it doesn't bother me. He goes, other people would get bored and their mind mind would wonder. He goes, I think I do golf well because I'm fine with just being by myself and just doing the mundane things. And I, I laughed at the picture because there's Henley. He didn't, if, unless my eyes deceived me, there was no phone there. He just had his feet up. He was just gazing thought, at the view. I thought he was asleep, Mark. He looked asleep to me. <laughs> and, and that's Russell. He's just by himself, and he, and, he does, and he does that sort of thing. So I'm sure he's quite comfortable with himself. Um, I'm sure there'll be like a light early dinner. And he's, he's, he's a big practicer, but I don't think he'll work real hard before, before Saturday, especially the way he's playing. 15 under, three shots clear of his next 
closest chaser, who is Hao Tong Lee, and then Matt Kuchar, another shot behind Hao Tong. We're going to get to the odds in a second, Mark, but there's there are guys lurking here. You know, Matt Kuchar is 11 under. This is a course that uh, the type of course that he should have great success at. Chris Kirk is there, Stuart Sink, Seamus Power, Corey Connors. However, this shakes out, it's not necessarily going to be an easy path to victory for Russell Henley. No, it never is. It's the PGA Tour, and you saw last week what Matt Jones did um, at Maui, where he got busy over the weekend. And and the golf course, the way it's setting up, because the winds are light. There's no defense for that golf course right now. And and even with all the bright sunshine they've had, there's enough humidity in the air to keep the greens receptive. And even though these guys are coming out of the rough, they got balls holding targets. And so it's a recipe for low scoring. And if someone gets out and gets hot, and they charge up the leaderboard, the rest of the field sort of feel it some. And the leaders are aware of that. And there's always this this parity, if you will. And the challenge always for the leader with a significant lead is to not get the wandering eyes, you know, and start to look at what's going on. Because you're going to make a mistake. It's inevitable. And then as soon as you do, then all of a sudden the mind can start wandering. So so, so there's no guarantees ever. I mean, it's it's over when it's over, certainly. Uh, but I would still, a three-stroke advantage, <laughs> if it stays as it is, it will be pretty nice. Yeah, we're going to take a look at the odds board, and I want to talk about at least one notable to miss the cut. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. All right, Mark, our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook, they are feeling themselves a little Russell Henley right now. He is currently plus 138 to win the Sony Open heading into the weekend. That's getting dangerously close to even money. It's getting dangerously close to saying it's Russell Henley versus the field. And the rest of that field, as it shapes up, Hideki Matsuyama is 14 to 1. 14 to 1, the next shortest odds after Russell Henley, while Matsuyama six sits six shots back. So this is Caesar's Sportsbook really giving a lot of credit to what Russell Henley has done through two rounds and what his prospects are for the final two. Well, I think also giving him some respect because he's won there. And so he's proven he can navigate the place. Um, the good news, I guess, uh, for that for him in that situation is that there's not a lot of holes that you can have a hemorrhage on and just make yeah. something big. Um, I, I think the real hard ones on the front side, one's a tough opener, but you know, there's no water, so five is on. Um, even though there's water down the left side of number two, you drive it in there, you hit, can hit your second easily on the green with a short iron. Um, four is a tough par four. Uh, six has got some out of bounds down the right. And so there's there's one or two funky holes. But then you got the par fives. And then on the back side, 16 is hard. 14 can be, can be daunting. It's a converted par five. 13 is awkward. But again, there's nowhere really where you're going to trip yourself up and make a big number. So with Henley's experience in the lead, I can see why they've given him that advantage. Yeah, 13, the hardest hole on Friday, and it's 
a, a little more than a tenth of a stroke over par. I mean, it's very even even some of the hard holes that you're mentioning are hard holes, but they're playing closer to even par. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, he's got the next shortest odds at 14 to one. Six shots is a lot to make up over the course of just two rounds, Mark. But when he starts getting dialed in and he starts giving himself looks from inside of 10 feet, seemingly on every single hole. That, that's the dangerous type of Hideki who opened 66-65. Two things that jumped out at me, and, and you can help me with the, the statistical backup if, if my eyes don't deceive. Um, Hideki seems to be hitting his irons as well as what I've ever seen him hit them because ordinarily you'll see the one arm follow through and he'll, he'll miss strike one and it'll be in there, you know, decent. But those will all, they'll, they'll be close, but they're always a little short of the yardage. I, I watched him hit an approach shot to 16 here in the afternoon where he hit this thing and it barely left the club face. And he's walking, but not walking like Gary Player. He's walking <laughs> in disgust. And this thing flew beyond the hole, which speaks to the striking quality. And then on 17, it's always an awkward par three because it's that Redan hole that the green tilts from front right to back left. And there's the big bunker on the left hand side. And today's whole location was comfortably, I think, the easiest, really. And everyone was sort of struggling with this into left to right wind. And Hideki just stung one there through the wind. It cut the wind in half, really, and flew beyond the hole, where everyone else was landing at 30, 40 feet short. And so the way he's striking the irons, I think he's a daunting prospect. And then another key to Matsuyama. Every putt he hit was running at the hole. Mm -hmm. I saw a number of players, even though the greens were good, Hitting putts that were online that would come up a couple of rolls, a couple of three rolls short, where Matsuyama, everything was rolling at the hole with some aggression. And so that tells me he must be pretty comfortable with a putter because if you're comfortable, you'll give it a ride. If you're uncomfortable, you're sort of trying to feather the thing up to the hole and not three putt, if you will. And so just the, the way he's striking the irons and, and aggressively is what he's putting tells me he must be very confident right now. Yeah, what we talked about on Tuesday's show, I believe, is Hideki Matsuyama. He's kind of a ceiling golfer. He he gets, you know, gains five strokes or more on the field in a single round more frequently than basically anybody on the PGA Tour, which is very dangerous if you're trying to make up the grounds that he is trying to make up at the moment. A little bit closer, though, we've got names like Matt Kuchar, Stuart Sink, Corey Connors. These are guys that you think – Early in the year, kind of this type of setup might be able to apply that pressure to Russell Henley over the course of the next 36 holes. Yeah, well, you know me. Uh, I love one and done. And in my book here where I set up the year and I have picks, well, my four picks who I didn't pick one of the four for a while, I ordinarily are Henley, Kuchar, and then I'll always consider, you know, one of the Australians. And, and so Kuch to me, I saw a lot of the round on PGA to Alive in round one. I spoke with him a little bit in early December um, and he seemed really comfortable with where his game was. And just like Furick and just like, um, I don't know, name slipping my mind now, but a couple of the guys have climbed up to the top of this leaderboard. You don't have to bash it around this place to play. If you sort of the general, if, if you course manage yourself a, a, around the place, then you're going to be good. And so for Kuchar, I think he's a pretty good prospect at uh, plus 1,600, uh, 1,600. But but still, it's a lot of going to go to catch Russell Henley because Henley's just freewheeling right now. Yeah, and finally, Mark, uh, maybe from the most surprising thing of the week, and maybe it just goes back, file it under 
golf is weird, golf is hard. Cam Smith, the guy who was unstoppable just one week ago, couldn't do anything wrong, failed to make the cut this week. 67-71, just stuck in the mud for two days, and now he gets to go home early. <laughs> yeah, go home with a, a hefty paycheck from the yeah. week prior and, and another trophy in the trophy cabinet. But yes, it was a bit disappointing. Um, a lot of us had him in one and done because I expected he would parlay the form that he had. But I was somewhat shocked at the round I watched him play. I didn't see any of round two. I watched most of round one. Um, and he was rarely flush the first nine holes. Shot a couple under, no stress. Turned the corner, got to three, I think it was. And then all of a sudden, just scattered in a few bogeys there. And it looked like he started to fight the golf swing a little bit. Uh, there were a few left misses with the driver, which is his miss. And I was struck because every putt, like we were talking about putts rolling at the hole, everything he had was left a couple, three feet short. And he was having to make those just uncomfortable length par putts a bunch. And I didn't miss them. And he got out with 67, which was three. But still, it was the kind of round where it just didn't look convincing. And I was like, all right, well, maybe he comes out Friday morning, fresh greens, early tea time, and takes advantage. But it was a weird day because typically the morning waves get the best of the golf course. Mm -hmm. The golf course played harder this morning with some of the hole locations, and they were cut to edges. And just no one really kind of got going except for Henley and a few guys. And, and it just wasn't enough for Smith because there just wasn't any momentum. Again, didn't drive it that well. Didn't make any putts, and so it was. I I I don't like to say a hangover from last week, but he just looked lethargic, and 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 I understand he had changed putters. He was using a new prototype putter, which I find curious as well. I don't know if he used that last this week. week or last week. Well, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but I caught it. I I caught wind of this, and uh, maybe it was last week, in which case it worked very well. Yeah, but if it was this week, it would have been a strange decision. I hope, yeah, I hope he didn't win at 34 under and then say, you know what, I'm going to switch the putter. I think that might be something I need to do. (laughs) Uh, But still a great, obviously, Florida, or excuse me, Hawaiian swing for Cam Smith to get out there. Matt's in Florida, too. He he lives at Sawgrass. Uh, Yeah, there's some courses down there that he'll like. Might be a little bit of foreshadowing from me there. Okay, well, uh, that'll do it for our round two recap. We'll obviously be back after rounds three and four to put a bow on the Sony Open over the course of the weekend. Big thanks to producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Mark Immelman. You can find him at Mark underscore Immelman, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.